Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. In San Diego County, one in four residents are nutrition insecure. The issue has improved slightly since 2021, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Anahid Braki is the president and CEO of the San Diego Hunger Coalition, which seeks to end hunger through research, education, and advocacy. Anahid, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christy. A pleasure to be here. It's nice to have you. Uh, to begin, could you tell us more about food insecurity here in San Diego? You know, who is affected and, and how common is it? Um, as you shared, uh, an estimated one in four people are experiencing nutrition insecurity, which means that they can't rely on getting three nutritious meals every day. So um, we look at this as an economic issue uh, and and something that is much bigger than any any individual or any particular family who's experiencing this i mean it is it is the result of an economy that isn't working for a third of san diegans and and basically you know a third to you know a third to a half of all americans really are are struggling right now so this is um it's pervasive it's not an easy thing to identify or recognize, right? I think, you know, sometimes teachers can tell which kids are falling asleep or having behavior problems or come to them and say, I'm hungry. Um, but, you know, as adults, we don't know who had to skip last night's dinner so that their kids could eat. So um, we look at this from the perspective of income, right? This is all about insufficient income, not having enough uh, money to afford to afford three nutritious meals a day, um, and we can tell um, by looking at um, incomes across the county you know, who is falling into this danger zone of having to make those trade offs between, you know, rent, um, you know, paying for your car repair, etc. You know, the trade offs that we always hear when we talk about hunger and nutrition insecurity, um, those are real, and it's especially difficult right now. Um, with our current economy, you know, I think the we're you know coming out of the pandemic, but families have really been pummeled over the past few years. Um, and when people are out of work, you know, we know that that the uh, that Americans generally don't have a lot of savings, right? So many households. So the families or households that lost hours or were laid off a little bit here and there during the pandemic, like they're still trying to recover from that economically. And so now as we're going into all these increased prices, um, you know, food prices have increased like 20% over the past couple of years, um, housing prices over you know, almost 20%, um, fuel, all the things that I think everyone is feeling in one way or another. Um, we just really need to consider how much bigger the magnitude is of, of that impact on the households who are already struggling. Yeah. How much worse has it gotten in 2022 with, um, with inflation? The, so when we look at the, um, how far people's dollars go, um, you know, part of what we calculate at the hunger coalition is, um, you know, how much, how much more food do we need for everyone to have enough? Um, and, and so where we calculate how much 
people are likely to be purchasing on their own, I mean, that has really dropped, right? The cost of food has gone up so much that their dollars are just not going as far at the grocery store. So I think we're not seeing, um, when we look at the overall numbers, like they're still hovering around one in four and, and we've actually come back to the, the one in four, right? We were at one in four before the pandemic. Um, and now we're we're back there, but the need within those households is much greater. Um, and I would argue that our, you know, our cutoff is somewhere around double the poverty line. We we know that anyone making double the poverty line or above. So for a household of four, it's about um, you know forty eight thousand dollars or or between forty to sixty. <laughs> Apologies, I don't have it off the top of my head, but um, we know that that is a is a population that is struggling. The thing that happens now when you see all these prices go up is that even higher income levels, right? Income levels that are solidly middle-class in our definition of middle-class um, are also feeling this huge pinch and this uncertainty, you know, and so, you know, I just encourage people to think about your own financial you know, concerns about your 401k or, you know, what is going to happen um, to the stock market and all of that. And, and imagine that that is related to whether or not you can put food on the table next month. You know, I mean, what's at stake for people right now is, um, is the, is health and well-being. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about finding people who need aid and, and how do people go about finding you? You know, the hunger relief sector is made up of hundreds of organizations that are very talented um, and effective. Um, but it is a, on the consumer side, when you're looking for food assistance, it can be challenging to know, you know, what are you eligible for? What is out there? Uh, so we encourage people to visit our website, whether you're looking for, for food assistance or whether you'd like to help others connect with food assistance, go to sdhunger.org and check out our food assistance resource flyers. Um, we, are, we are translating those into 15 languages. We've got a countywide resource flyer. We've got a couple specific ones. But that, you know, I think learning more about what is um, on the on the side of volunteers or donors or that kind of thing, like learning more about just all the types of programs that are out there and who's eligible for what um, is very effective, very helpful um, in terms of making better investments, right? Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about how to address hunger, they're very focused on the on handing out bags of food, right? But even the food banks aren't just focused on handing out bags of food, right? They're trying to advocate to make federal nutrition programs better. Both of our food banks are signing people up for CalFresh, which is um, California's version of um, SNAP or the Supplemental Food Supplemental Nutritionist Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Um, so, you know, there's a we need to be a little bit more diversified in our approach and how we end hunger. Um, so dealing with the system as we have it now, um, for individuals who are seeking assistance, um, come, you know, download our food assistance resource flyer. We have a lot of resources on our, on our, on our website. 
Um, and if you're looking to help, also download the Food Assistance Resource Flyer and share it with your parent groups. Put it on your website. You never know who among your friends and family and neighbors may be struggling right now, and that would be a huge help. So for us, um, we want to see people um, you know, take our navigator training, learn how to connect people to food assistance, learn about the resources that are out there. And then for um, people who are thinking about donating, I would say that, um, you know, similar to the struggles of individuals when it comes to high prices for food and gas and those things, all of that affects our providers as well. So I think you know, as people are hearing, okay, well, we're nearing like pre-pandemic levels of nutrition insecurity, so everything's okay. You know, it wasn't okay back then, it's still not okay. Um, and knowing that the providers themselves need additional help right now um, is, a, is something I'm really also trying to, to get the word out about. So, um, and the best thing you can do as a donor or a funder is to provide unrestricted funding and please fund the staff at these organizations. Too many people want the tangible reward of paying for food. But if you really look at this, um, you know, from a more anal an analytical perspective and in, in terms of like, how do we solve this issue? you've got to support these organizations' ability to buy a computer, to be able to keep good staff. You know, it takes, we have the solutions, we have the collaboration, we have the uh, leaders, and it's it's not about, you know, we don't know what to do, and so we need somebody to come in and help us come up with a completely new solution. It's about funding what is working and funding collaboration and funding the operational cost of, of ending hunger. How does San Diego compare to the rest of the state and the rest of the country? Are we better off, worse off, or about the same? We're about the same. You know, San Diego County um, has a very similar nutrition insecurity rate to the state. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that's hard when we talk about um, San Diego in particular, I guess one of the things that makes it more difficult for, for people who are living here um, or living in LA or living in San Francisco, right? You're in these metro areas where the cost of living is so much higher. And so, whereas like a, a military family can make ends meet in um, Tennessee on that, on that, you know, those, some of those lower entry um, salaries, when they come to, you know, if they're, if they're stationed out here in San Diego, it's just, it's, it's not enough. You know, um, and so I think it does make it more difficult here in San Diego um, and some of these other metro areas. Um, well, you 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 laid out some some good ideas, some good places to start. Go online, get the app, download information, start learning. But again, if you know what what is it people can and should do? You know, for the holiday season, I think that's when this crosses a lot of people's minds. You know, when it doesn't necessarily for the rest of the year, but of course, this is not defined by the holidays. So um, again, what is just something people can do to, to help out uh, now and, and, and in an ongoing fashion? I would say uh, volunteer. And there's a few different ways you can volunteer. You can go to um, the two food banks, right? And you can also ask those food banks, who are their pantry partners 
in your community. If you would like to get involved in your community, um, find out who, you know, if there's a church, et cetera, everybody's looking for more volunteers. Um, you're right. People do get more involved at the holidays and then it kind of drops off. So um, maybe save some of your um, volunteer initiative for the rest of the year. Um, and I and I do want to make a plug here for making government programs work better. Um, and so joining, you know, joining our mailing list, becoming a hunger-free activist so that when there are opportunities to influence policies or how government works, um, that we've got more voices to do that. When you look at the, the pie chart of all food assistance in San Diego County, the portion that comes from federal nutrition programs is about 80 to 90%. And people don't realize that. And so I think if you're if you're wanting to help in a big way, really start to learn about the intricacies of, of hunger relief and how it is a whole complicated system. Um, and I think if you would like to, um, you know, the at the holidays, our organizations need help. Um, please make unrestricted donations. And um, and if you want to do like more of a project volunteer type of thing where maybe you're willing to help for more like a, a few weeks or that kind of thing, instead of just a day of um, that's also a huge help. If you're a social market, social media expert, I'm sure there's a food pantry that would love your help in getting the word out about their services. Yeah. Thank you for this information and for illuminating some of this, like the unrestricted donations. I had no idea, but thank you. And thank you for the work you do. Thank you very much, Christine.